Welcome to my Love Life Podcast, episode number 105, When Someone Leaves Your Life. It's March 20th, 2023. I'm your host, Lisa A. Lundy, author, blogger, YouTuber, motivational speaker, etc. I'm also a member of the Newsweek Expert Forum. What I do is I help people be happy, healthy, and well-loved, even when life is extremely difficult. As my disclaimer, this podcast does not constitute medical or therapy advice in any way, and my music is by Howie Moscovich. When someone leaves your life. This happens on a regular basis, although it is not something that we often discuss openly or candidly, and I'll give you all kinds of reasons, valid reasons why it happens, and you might have been the one who left someone else's life. I'm sure this podcast will help you either way, whether someone left your life or you left someone's life. It can be deeply painful, and sometimes it's a, it's a happy occasion, regardless let's get going. If you happen to be new to my content, I hope you're going to visit my website at www.lisaalundy and enter my current giveaway because that will make me happy and because you could win some free stuff. Here's my disclaimer. I am not a medical therapist or medical professional in any capacity and nothing that I say in my podcasts or in my YouTube videos, or in my written content, or in my books, is designed in any way to be therapy advice or medical advice. You as a consumer should get your medical or therapy advice from a licensed healthcare provider, of which I am not. If you are listening to this podcast and you feel like life is too hard for you, or you feel despondent or hopeless, or deeply depressed, or suicidal, I'm asking you to pick up the phone and call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255. That number again is 1-800-273-8255. I am asking you to tell people how you feel. I am asking you to talk about it because there is a great deal of help available, and I'm asking you to take the help, ditch any shame or embarrassment, and just go do it. My next item is for the deaf and hard of hearing community. I have podcast transcripts loaded on the rss.com platform, and they will appear with shortly after a podcast is up and uh, uploaded. And they are coming, transcripts are coming to my website as soon as we can work out the details on that. I'm asking for your patience and your compassion. I am working on speaking more clearly and speaking at a pace to make the transcripts more accurate. So I, I beg your indulgence. I'm, I'm hoping that I'm improving, but I'm trying. All right. So what do I mean by when people life leave your life? Well, you know, that kind of means you're no longer in communication with them or you don't have a relationship with them anymore or you're not friends anymore. It doesn't mean that there was a big fight. It doesn't mean there was a big incident. It doesn't mean something bad or negative happened. 
although sometimes something bad or negative does happen or sometimes there isn't an incident sometimes people just leave your life quietly without any fanfare and sometimes people leave your life without a specific intention it wasn't something they intended or did on purpose you know you might have just drifted apart without any malice or ill feelings now i have left i have left a few people's lives well a couple times because i was running away from love which i'm not proud of but that is why i left um and for purpose of this purposes of this podcast i mean a person whether you're related to them or not related to them who has left your life for whatever reason under whatever circumstances or if you have left someone's life for whatever reason under whatever circumstances this podcast goes both ways it's more slanted towards the the condition where someone has left your life but it really absolutely applies if you have left someone else's life all right now there are many reasons why people will leave your life just they're valid reasons they're reasonable reasons and i'm just going to go through a list of the very common reasons why someone will leave your life and i want you to notice how many of them don't have anything to do with you like they're not something that you did death divorce relationship breakups because they are mad upset or hurt either by you or what you did or some circumstances they are embarrassed or ashamed of what they did or didn't do or some aspect of their life or themselves or their behavior or their circumstances they are simply struggling in life and have retreated withdrawn or are cocooning i'm calling it cocooning i think that's a good word for it they don't approve of you or your life or your choices or your decisions or something they are irrational which is extremely common and therefore people who have irrational thinking it's a flawed view of life or a distorted view of life which would then distort you your actions and everything else they are jealous envious or resentful of you your life your personality or something although they might not be aware that they are feeling that way they are depressed they are blaming you for something you are the scapegoat for something or the scapegoat in a relationship or family they are simply overwhelmed with their own life they are reacting to something and with withdrawing is the byproduct of some reaction unrelated to you they don't like you they find you annoying they have a health problem or someone they care about has a health problem and they simply can't deal with anything else they feel inferior to you although not because you do things to make them feel inferior that could be their own low self-esteem or rational thinking comparing themselves to you or others or something else they feel inferior to you because you put them down on a regular basis whether or not you recognize that you might not be aware of it because you lack self-awareness they are running away from love 
They think that they don't deserve a friend like you or a romantic partner like you or whatever. They mistakenly think that you don't like them. They are hiding some truth that they don't want you to know about and they have retreated so they can keep the truth hidden. They are in a domestic abuse situation, which would be normal to retreat. They are quote unquote taking sides with someone who is upset with you, whether that upset is justified or unjustified. That is 25 valid reasons, common reasons actually, why people will leave your life. So, and there are more reasons. That's just 25 off the top of my head. I'm hoping you can see that this is a common situation. Like it happens all the time and, and it can be painful, although sometimes you're very happy. So I want to talk about some very, some of the most common situations where someone will, will leave your life or maybe you've left someone else's life. Um, and by the way, all those reasons why people leave your life could be the reason why you left someone's life. Now, number one, it's very common for people to leave your life or for you to leave the life of someone else when there's a death and someone passes away. People will frequently pull back or pull away because they're uncomfortable with death. They're uncomfortable with, uncomfortable with grieving and loss. It's just not an area that we as society in general are highly skilled at and people will pull away and retreat when they're uncomfortable. The same thing applies if you have something deeply painful or a major life challenge or hardship going on. People will frequently pull away from you if that's going on in your life because sometimes for many people or some people, they don't have a high tolerance or a high threshold for emotional pain. So if you're in a painful situation, which could be a divorce or um, a health issue or it could be domestic abuse, could be so many things, they might have to put a little space between the two of you because it's simply too painful for them. They just don't have the ability to deal with you being in that much pain or being privy to it. They just can't do it. And I hope you'll have compassion if that's the case because they're doing the best they can and some people just don't have a high capacity for pain. Another very, very common area it, that this happens when someone will leave your life is in the domestic abuse. It is a tactic of an abuser to isolate their target or the person they are abusing. So it is extremely common that people who are in a domestic abuse situation will leave the life of their friends or family or whomever. That's just extremely common. Another time that's common, very common, when people will leave your life is when they're depressed or struggling. When you're depressed and struggling, the best thing for you is to be around friends and people who love you and it's the last thing you feel like doing. You don't want people to see you struggling or depressed or upset or sad or what have you. So it's a frequent occurrence when people are struggling or depressed at any level 
that they will retreat and leave your life. And sometimes, I will say, because I learned this at a young age, some people are the tight, they have this wiring or this way that they're organized where they can only have one really close friend at a time. And if you have make new friends, they might move on to find somebody else because they can only really have one friend at a time. Now, I learned that at a young age because I'm all the mayor. I'm the all the merrier. Come on on board inclusive, inclusive, inclusive. So I'm never going to have just one friend because that's not how I'm organized. But there are people who are organized with like that and that there's nothing wrong with that. They're set up the way they're set up. There's really nothing wrong with that. But if they're organized to only have one good friend at a time and you're organized to have a, a posse of a lot of people to have fun and play with, there's a mismatch there. So they'll, they'll leave you. They'll go on. Now, so there's lots of reasons you will leave someone's life or they will leave your life. We've covered that territory, including the most common ones. So I want to get into now, what are the typical reactions when this happens? Well, it depends on who you are. It depends on how, what kind of skills you have, what kind of attitudes you have. But oftentimes people end up feeling deeply hurt deeply wounded, sometimes they're mortally wounded, and sometimes if they have a certain temperament or a certain personality, they will write you off. Like, they will write you off, you're never coming back in their life, which is sometimes a knee-jerk reaction. You know, you might be angry, you might be resentful, you might be overwhelmed with grief and loss, confused, lonely, upset, depressed. You, know, you might miss them like crazy and realize the role that they played in your life. So in some cases, some cases, you're going to be very, very happy that they're gone. Well, this podcast really doesn't apply because if you're happy, they're gone for a good reason. So when you get hurt, though, in life, when someone hurts you, one frequent reaction, and it is a reaction, is to hurt the person back. So someone says something hurtful or mean, and then you say your retort, which is also hurtful and mean. And so that's a common, that's, that's kind of how we do life. And when someone leaves your life, if you're feeling hurt, you might do something to hurt them back, which is common, but it's not helpful. So what I want you to understand, though, is sometimes it's just the best thing you can do is to retreat, leave someone's life, and pull yourself together. There's nothing wrong with that. Like, like there's sometimes this attitude, like, you have to stay in people's lives forever. No, you don't. And sometimes you need to retreat. Sometimes you need to withdraw, and you just need to deal with yourself. You need to sort yourself out. You need to pull yourself together, you know, so sometimes it's healthy to step back from, you know, a person or a bunch of people and just deal with yourself, get yourself sorted out, and, and that's sometimes very healthy. Now, sometimes it's not healthy, but it can be healthy. So if you've pulled away from someone, though, I want you to understand they might be hurt. Now, it really depends on their their personality, their wiring, their temperament. I mean, people have been coming in and out of my life for my entire life. 
for good reason. Not because I'm mean to them, not because I make them feel inferior, because I'm like the one who boosts everybody up and lifts everybody up and makes them feel better. But I've had a tremendous amount of life challenges and traumas and deeply painful things, and people just can't deal with that. That's too much for them. So this is a lesson I learned early on, thankfully. And so people will come in and kind of come and go, depending on how my life is. If it's really great, they'll be like, oh, yeah, let's get together. And if I, if I have been slapped with something painful, which I don't do to myself, by the way, they're going to have to maybe keep their distance because they just don't have that threshold. They don't have that emotional bandwidth. But you do want to understand, depending on the temperament, personality, etc., someone might feel hurt. And so you want to notice and observe what kind of reaction, you know, do you do. So if it's you who left someone's life, like if you're leaving, that's different. But if someone left your life, are you mortally wounded? Did you write them off? You want to start to look at how you do life. So one of the things that happens, though, for some people, when someone leaves your life is there can be a profound sense of loss and grief. When that's the case, you're going to have to grieve it out. You have to deal with the grief and grieve it out and deal with your emotions. As I mentioned before, this is common in domestic abuse. People will leave friends and family when they're in, abuse, in an abusive situation. It also causes sometimes child alienation or child and grandchild alienation, of which I have a podcast to help you with that because that's very, this is very painful stuff sometimes. Now, if it's not painful, well, then good for you. But here's the thing that you need to understand you as a human being, you filter life through a number of things. It's not like everybody has the same filter. Everybody does not have the same filter. So you filter statements, behaviors, life events, situations through your wounds, the things you haven't healed from, from any low self-esteem, if you have that, through any disempowering or empowering attitudes and beliefs, and through the way you think. So there's four different things that impact how you view life and how you filter life. So when you're talking about someone leaving your life or you leaving someone life, someone's life, there's all these filters. You're not, you know, we're not, we're not the same. So someone else could come to a different conclusion than what you would arrive at. So I think what's helpful though is if you believe that people are doing the best they can and have reasonably good intentions. You're going to arrive at a different conclusion if you hold those two beliefs than if you believe people are out to get you and people want to hurt you or they want to do something bad to you. So you're going to have to deal with your emotions regardless of what your emotions are. And this is a multi-step process. It's not something that happens in a vacuum or overnight. I do have a podcast about managing and processing your emotions. And in that podcast, I talk about you know, the processing and managing of your emotions in layers. And in my view, it's a circular, not a linear thing. And it happens over time. 
So if you're not, if someone has left your life or you left someone's life and you're not going to hunker down and deal with your emotions and manage and process them and come to some peaceful resolution, then you might as well just take those emotions, throw them in a box, wrap it up with pretty paper or ugly paper and put it in a little wagon that you're going to pull behind you because these are significant emotions. I mean, if you're feeling grief and loss because someone left your life or betrayal or abandonment, you know, then these are things that are going to be, have to be dealt with. They don't, emotions that you don't manage or process don't float away magically. You might push them down so they're not, you know, at the surface, but they have to be dealt with if you want to have a healthy life. Some people have, in their lifetime, abandonment issues, which are valid issues. Actually, it's somewhat common. And if you have abandonment issues, they, that abandonment issue could get easily triggered if someone leaves your life. I mean, can you see? Someone leaves your life, oh, you feel abandoned by them. So this would add an additional... The reason I'm bringing this up is because this would add a complicating factor or a mitigating factor when you're managing and processing your emotions. Now you could be listening to this podcast and be completely unaware that you have any abandonment issues. And so then this podcast would be, aha, oh my goodness, I never realized I have abandonment issues, abandonment issues. That would be reasonable and normal. People get to be old people before they realize they have some issues. So you want to just be compassionate with yourself. But this is important because if you have abandonment issues, whether you recognize them or not, then someone leaving your life could send you down the rabbit hole. Like it could become a traumatic event. So you want to just really deal with your emotions, all of them, on an ongoing basis. Now the next thing I want to talk about as we sort this whole idea of leaving someone leaving your life or you living someone else's life is making mistakes and getting it wrong. This is something that happens all the time. And again, not something that we talk about frequently, but sometimes you will make a mistake or you will get something wrong with a person that prompts them to leave your life quietly sometimes without fanfare, you just don't hear from them or what have you. And sometimes someone else is going to make a mistake with you or get it wrong. And that prompts you to leave their life. It goes both ways. But here's the thing. Many people simply cannot admit when they made a mistake. Like some people can't do that. So if someone's left your life or you've left someone's life, you want to get a clear and valid perspective on the situation. So that might mean you might have to have a conversation with someone to help you get it sorted out. But mistakes and getting it wrong are one big source of people leaving your life or you leaving other people's life. And sometimes, you know, you, you want them in your life. So you've got to sort it out if there was some mistake or some getting it wrong and certainly do any forgiveness if you're the one who made a mistake or got it wrong, well, hopefully you're going to apologize. At the same time, I know there are people who simply cannot apologize. So I want to next address specifically 
when you are the one who left someone else. Because if you're the one who left someone else, I'm going to suggest it was probably for a very good reason, even if it wasn't planned out, even if it wasn't intentionally. Because sometimes, you know, you ditch a person or you ghost a person and you're not sure exactly why. Like, you just kind of drift away or you ghost them or you ditch them and you really don't know why you did that. Well, that's reasonable. And oftentimes it's because of a life challenge or a struggle or depression. But, um, you know, now it's different if you left someone's life because they were abusive, mean, unkind, nasty, a psychopath, or were bad to you. That's the kind of people you want to run from. You want to run away from people who are mean, abusive, nasty, unkind. You don't want them in your space. And hopefully, if someone was mean or abusive or unkind or nasty, you're happy that they're not in your life. So let's, the balance of this is, does not apply if you left someone's life because they're mean or nasty. The rest of this applies if you left someone's life and you miss them or you miss missed you left someone's life and maybe you wish you hadn't or you know you want to resume the relationship well you're going to have to identify and manage and process your emotions either way like you're going to have to emotions are something you just have to deal with so how would it be for you to go back into somebody's life well it depends on the person like i'm the woohoo welcome back i'm the woohoo welcome back <laughs> because I've I just had this happen my whole life and of course we already know that a big reason is because I've had all these really deeply painful traumatic events and that's too hard for people. It's just too hard. So I have an open door policy. But if you're the one who left someone's life and you're thinking, yeah, I really miss them, I regret it, I wish they were in my life, then you're going to have to start to deal with yourself. And I want to give you an example because I think it will be powerful. So years ago, I had a neighbor who came by my house. I was single and uh, she came to my house, which was a shock because she and I weren't really friends. I mean, we were cordial and friendly, but not friends. And she really didn't hang out with the other neighbors and I. So she was kind of a loner in that regard. But she showed up at my door one morning on a weekend. And so, of course, I invited her in because, of course, that's what I would do. The more the merrier. Come on in. Can I make you some coffee? So I made some coffee and we were chatting. I don't recall the original reason she gave when she showed up at my door, but whatever it was. And then we ended up talking about her ex-husband and his new girlfriend and how deeply remorseful and regretful her ex-husband was that they got divorced and how much he wanted to get back with her. So we had this, <laughs> of course, it was shocking to me because pretty personal conversation given that she and I weren't really friends but we had this conversation and while she was talking it became crystal clear to me that she still deeply loved her ex-husband now it had been a significant amount of time that they were divorced and he actually was living with another woman still professing his love for her and so I said to her well you know, you still love him. He still loves you. Why would you not give that a chance? 
And her response was, well, I just couldn't do that. And I said, oh, well, you actually could do that, but your ego is too big or your pride is too big or you're ashamed or embarrassed or something else because you actually could give him a chance. You know he loves you. You still clearly love him. So get over yourself. Like just get over yourself. Ego, pride, shame, and embarrassment. And and so it was a good conversation. She didn't get upset, but she was a little shocked. She was a little shocked. She might have been very shocked because I was so blunt. That, those four emotions, ego, pride, shame, and embarrassment, are typically involved in when, you know, you've left someone's life and you want to go back. Those are oftentimes the gatekeepers that won't allow you to come back. Now, I do want to tell you the end of her story. So, I didn't talk to her anymore after that. I mean, she was my, still my neighbor. We weren't, there was no upset, but she just didn't hang her. We, we had all the neighbors kind of got together and she just didn't really want to participate. But anyway, she did end up getting back together with her ex-husband. They not only got to back together, they got remarried and expanded their family. So she was thrilled. And I'm not taking credit for that. She probably left my house in a, in a dither, like thinking, oh my gosh, she just told me my pride and uh, ego are too high, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, maybe she talked to 10 of her friends. I'm like, who knows what happened? I don't know what happened from the time I talked to her and she left my house to when I found out months and months later, you know, however long later, that she had, they had gotten back together, remarried, and were expecting, I think they actually had twins. But at any rate, ego, pride, shame, and embarrassment, they're not unreasonable emotions. But ego and pride, shame and embarrassment will keep you from doing lots of things. And it's not because necessarily you did something wrong. I mean, I was ashamed and embarrassed of something that had happened to me as a young person that I just could not, I couldn't tell people. It would have been helpful for me to tell people, but, and I didn't do anything wrong. It wasn't like I did something wrong, but I was, it was just too painful for me to admit that someone had done this to me. So if you have left the life of someone and you miss them or you regret it or you still love them or you want to be friends with them again or what have you, then deal with, look at, is there ego, is there pride, is there shame or embarrassment? Because those, those are very, very common and reasonable. They're just reasonable. But I like to say, get over yourself, like get over yourself because I try not to let ego and pride get in the way I'm much better at shame and embarrassment because I've, I've had a lot of I've had a lot of practice I mean um, I'm not ashamed to say hey this is what happened with all my my assets yes they were fraudulently and illegal, illegally taken which happens every day in America but people don't talk about it because they are ashamed and embarrassed so you might have to get over yourself if you are the one who left someone's life and you want them back now, I have what I call like this open door policy, which some people might not have. So if you're thinking about, hey, I miss my friend, I miss my neighbor, I miss, you know, whoever, then you're going to have to kind of anticipate, are they the kind of person who's generous and loving and forgiving, or are they going to lord it over you? Because if someone's going to lord it over you, that you distanced yourself, or you didn't communicate or you ghosted or you ditched them yeah they might not be ideal for you because nobody wants to be lo lorded over when they've 
when they've done something. Like, no, no, hopefully you don't do that. If you do that, people, you might want to take a look at that. But I have what I call this open door policy so people can come and go in my life and I don't, like, I don't lord it over them. In fact, I usually don't even want to discuss what happened. And, and the exception is I do not, when I'm done, done, done with someone, which is usually because they're the green-eyed monster or they're an abuser or they're nasty or they're nasty to other people. I don't want to be friends with someone who's going to be a backstabber to someone who helped them. Like, I don't want that in my life. Like, nobody wants that in their life because you never know when they're going to turn on you. I don't want people in my life who are drilling holes in my boat. So there are people who, you know, are not in my life and they're not welcome back, but that's few and far between. You know, I want good and decent people in my life and good and decent people have times where they have to step away from me and I'm okay with that. I don't like hate them. I don't feel mortally wounded. I don't think they're a jerk. I mean, it's, it's, this has happened all throughout my life. Of course, I've already told you had a deeply painful life, lots of traumas. So I give people space and then people come back or they don't, you know, like it's just like this open door policy because I'm very compassionate. So wherever you are about it, like hopefully you want to be able to make mistakes with people in your life. I mean, I, we all make mistakes. Mistakes are part of life, whether you like it or not. There are people who cannot admit to making a mistake or getting it wrong. Well, maybe that podcast will create an opening or breakthrough for you. But generally speaking, everyone makes mistakes and everyone occasionally gets it wrong. They might not be able to apologize. They might not be able to admit it, or they might just have too much pride or too much ego or shame or embarrassment to open the door. I just have an open door policy uh, and it's worked out great. We could, we could go through a list litany of, you know, well, they were in, they were out, they were in and out. And I'm okay with that because I love people and I believe in going with the flow. I also believe whatever is meant to be will be. And I have great compassion for others because I know outside of the fact that sometimes my life is too painful. Sometimes people have to retreat because they're struggling. Their life is too hard. They're dealing with stuff. So when someone comes back into my life, am I interested in rehashing why they left or what happened? No, I'm not. I'm not a rehasher. If someone demands to talk about it or has to, okay, I'm not going to make them feel bad about it because I want people to talk to me about whatever they want to talk to me about. But that's just an idea for you if you've left someone's life or someone's left your life because sometimes you'd like them to come back mm -hmm. all right so i have some hopefully this is all like making sense to you some people are probably like what oh what so i have some additional suggestions for you whether you've left someone's life or someone's left your life and the first one is you've got to deal with yourself you've got to sort yourself out you've got to figure out how you feel and sometimes you might have to you know acknowledge that you're hurt you might have to cop to that you know you miss them like crazy you know I don't know how you're feeling but you've got to sort yourself out so the first thing is you have to deal with yourself the second thing is do you have an accurate assessment well we have a good percentage of the population that has irrational thinking 
which means their view of life is warped or distorted. So they're not going to have an accurate perception because they are looking at life through a distorted or inaccurate lens or pattern of thinking. So you might have to sort yourself out with someone else to say, am I thinking about this rationally? Am I thinking about this, you know, do I have the right perspective? The next question I have is, did you make a mistake or get it wrong? Like, have some compassion for yourself. If you made a mistake or get it, got it wrong and someone left your life as a result, well, maybe you want to apologize. Maybe you want to send them a short card or a note or a text or an email saying, look, I made a mistake. I'm sorry. I miss you. I hope you're doing well or whatever. Like, it doesn't have to be this tomb of pages and pages, although I've made that mistake. And, you know, so so if you made the mistake, you, might, you know, probably an appropriate action would be to apologize if you're capable of doing that. If you're not capable of apologizing, I would put that on your list to grow and development, to grow and develop. So my next question is, are there any actions, additional actions that you might need to take as a result? Well, I don't know, but this is the place to start to look and see, and if you're going to take my suggestion and sort yourself out talk by talking to other people to get some different input and perspectives. They might say, oh yeah, well, you should just send them flowers or you should just do this or that. Like, I don't know what actions there might be, but there might be some actions. My next suggestion is that you have compassion both for yourself and for other people. Like if you're having people be bad and wrong, because they went silent, they went radio silent on you, that's perfectly fine. You're entitled to be mortally wounded, or you're entitled to be angry, or you're entitled to be hurt. Like, you're entitled to feel however you feel. I'm suggesting you have compassion that sometimes people are going to leave your life because they're struggling with their own life or dealing with something they're hiding, like a health issue or what have. There's so many reasons I already covered those. So having compassion for yourself is really helpful. And having compassion for others, I certainly hope you're going to have that. Now, many people are hard on themselves, which is due to their inner critic. So you might have to tame your inner critic. Now, if someone has left your life, you need to understand that they might never come back and it's not probably wise to hope and expect that they will. They either will or they won't. You want to be up to having your own life be powerful. You want to have goals and an exciting and amazing life filled with love and happiness. If you're spending all of your time hoping and praying that someone's going to come back into your life, that might not be the best option. Now, that being said, Sometimes people leave a gaping hole when they leave, and, and so you do miss them. And so you want to be able to deal with those emotions, missing them like crazy, you know, but have a life. You want to get a life for yourself and make it powerful and make it lovely. And if you miss them like crazy or they left a, a void, you know, you're going to have to grieve that out. Now, if you left someone, if you left the life of someone in your life, 
and you have no regrets, then you're good to go. Like you're perfectly fine. You're good to go. I mean, you might, you might have some emotions you need to process. Like you might feel a little bad about it. Like you might have some emotions. Um, so, you know, and you might have to forgive yourself. Like <laughs> you might have to forgive yourself for leaving someone's life. And, um, you know, and if, but if you, if you regret leaving someone's life, then you might have to be in action to correct that. You might have to be in touch. You might have to show up. You might have to text or call or do something. And if they're a good person, if they're decent, then hopefully they're going to like welcome you back. And if they're a brittle or fragile person, they probably might not welcome you back or they might lord it over you. And that's not, that is not, that's not helpful. That's not a good thing. That's not nice. I mean, people do it because they don't have any other skills or capacities, but you know, you might be better off without them. If they're going to be lording over you that you went radio silent or, you know, you didn't talk to them for, for years. I mean, I have people who have kind of quietly just went radio silent for a long period of time, years and years, and they were just dealing with themselves. They had major things going on, and I don't lord it over anybody. That's not, I just don't, I don't, I don't find that acceptable. So my next recommendation is that you focus, so you're going to have to manage and process your emotions, whether you left or they left you, and get it all sorted out. And the next thing you want to do is you want to focus on having a remarkable and amazing life. Whether or not you go back into theirs or they come back into yours, your focus, my suggestion is your focus be on you having your best life. You just keep moving forward, keep moving forward, keep your life focused on happiness and love and have an amazing life. The next suggestion I have is to grow your emotions to be a superpower. I have lots of podcasts that will help you with that. I'm a diehard fan. You will never regret that. And it's very helpful. My next suggestion, if someone left your life or you left someone's life, is to boost your self-care. Because this is not the easiest thing in the world. Well, it's easy if you're glad they're gone and you're like, thank God I'm done with that person. Uh... That's, that's a different case, but boosting your self-care is going to help you feel better in many different ways. I've already said, you know, make love and happiness a big priority. I, I recently heard someone saying, you don't want to focus on happiness because happiness goes away. Well, I'm going to call BS on that, like total BS on that, because I have three, well, I have lots of podcasts on happiness, but I have a crash course in happiness which deals with the foundations to have happiness because that person was talking about having your happiness tied to your circumstances, which is what most people do. No, no, no. You do not want your happiness tied to your circumstances. You want to be able to generate happiness separate from your circumstances. And there are plenty of people who've done that from the beginning of time. And you can go to different countries or meet people in your own country that are don't have a pot to piss in and are happy, happy, happy. They're grateful. They love life and they're happy even though 
that they are poverty stricken. So yes, you want love and happiness to be a priority, but you don't want your happiness driven by your circumstances. So it's a different, it's a different approach. The next suggestion I have is that you have a reward system. Life is so hard. If you're listening to this podcast and your life hasn't been that hard, I am extremely happy for you. I, I am extremely overjoyed for you. And that's what I want for everyone is that their life not be so hard, but that's not how it goes for the majority of people. Not at all. So you want to build skills, you want to grow, you want to develop, you want to have life skills, you want to have coping mechanisms and have a reward system to keep you on track. My last suggestion is that you take someone with you, have have a friend and build a team to create an amazing life. Like, I don't know why you wouldn't want an amazing life. Everybody would probably want an amazing life if they felt that they could have it. Some people just don't think that's an option for them. And I'm telling you, it's an option for everyone who is willing to do the work. So grab a buddy, build a team, make it amazingly fun, playful. Yes, you want to be laughing as much as you can and go on a journey to have an amazing life. Even if the reason you're doing it is because you're filled with grief because someone left your life, or you may be filled with grief that you left someone's life because you needed to retreat. Well, if you needed to retreat and that's why you left, give yourself a break. And if you want to go back, deal with ego, pride, shame, or embarrassment and go back. Here's my takeaways. It's time to understand there are so many valid reasons why someone will leave your life or you might leave the life of someone else. It's not necessarily a bad thing. It happens. It's reasonable. My next takeaway is it's time to sort yourself out. If this applies to you, whether you left someone's life or someone left your life, get yourself sorted out, find your way through it, deal with your emotions. And my last takeaway is Get yourself on the road to growth and development with a team, with prizes, with rewards, with events and parties and themes. Oh my gosh, you could have so much fun. My call to action is that you share this podcast with the people you care about because everyone deals with this issue. Everyone has had this happen. We just primarily don't talk about it. And my second call to action is that you share this podcast on social media to give other people a boost with what can be a painful thing. That's it. I'm Lisa Lundy saying thank you for listening to my Love Life podcast. Episode number 105, When Someone Leaves Your Life. I certainly hope you've gotten some new ideas on how to handle this, whether someone left your life or you left theirs, and that you're going to do whatever you need to do to take care of this for yourself. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe so you get the new ones automatically. Of course, I would love it if you would share it on social media to help other people, because this is a common problem, and visit my website to enter my giveaway. That's all for now. I love you. Hang in there. Take care.